handle the truth. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. to another episode of the Righteous Perk Podcast. I am your host, J.L. Covan. It is 1.25 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, April 30th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, I got home last night from Red Bank, the Red Bank Comedy Festival put on by a friend of mine, comedian John Moses. Um, Had a pleasant green room chat with, among others, uh, Bonnie McFarlane. Uh, it was fun. I had a uh, super fan show up, and uh, so I missed half of John's set. But that's what I'm willing to do, to communicate to anybody who comes to a show in person. So to the 33 of you nationwide, that's, my, that's, that's the word of a Biden. No, that's uh, the word of a JL. So... Um, we're at a uh, we're at an interesting crossroads, folks. I went to the uh, there's a great new blog. Great, who cares? But I wrote a really I think funny, interesting blog about my trip to New Jersey to see Game Five of the Rangers Devil Series, which of course the Rangers played their worst game of the entire series, and then the next game of the series, which I was not in attendance for because I was at the Red Bank Comedy Festival, the Rangers played uh, arguably their best game of the series. So the JL Jinx. Um, if, if DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever your preferred site is, offers any odds to, you know, to, to bet against me on anything, bet your entire house, uh, savings, etc. Today is, I already forgot what I wrote on social media. Um, let me check my Truth Social page real quick. I should just join Truth Social, shouldn't I? Like, aren't we at that point of like, what do, in the words of Trump to black people, what do you have to lose? Uh, today is day 554 since um, the first taping of Half Blackface, but almost as interesting, it's also day like 350 since the second taping of Half Blackface. So on May 14th, Mother's Day, hello Mike Pence, uh, May 14th, Mother's Day, will be the one-year anniversary of the second taping of Half Blackface. Now, I haven't heard um, from the agent who told me uh, six weeks, three days ago, not that I'm keeping track, 
that I should hear something within two weeks because they had very low expectations to sell this. And, you know, um, that would be like uh, me jerking off six times in a day and then going, I have low expectations of being able to have sex tonight. Like, eventually, if, if you've done enough damage, you, uh, you know, if you've done enough damage, you can kind of guarantee the result you're producing. So it's like, yeah, it turns out nobody wanted a special that was fucked up twice, uh, a year and a half delayed. Um, so yeah, it's just not going to work out. But the good news guys. Okay. Have you heard the good news? Well, if you were at church with me this morning, you certainly would have heard it. But the good news is tall boy is moving along at a very, uh, good pace. Now, uh, Dana, who is uh, was the, the f- person filming and the person editing it. It's now going to the sound guy, who is also a man named Juan, who I've worked with for many years on sketches. The, the, the nice thing about this, now obviously I paid them, and I paid them nicely. But the nice thing is the personal touch. They know, they've observed this struggle for, you know, what feels like decades to get half blackface made. And I think they took it as a point of pride, but also to try and I'd like to think maybe one or 2% of that is also to, to lift my spirits and give me something produced in a, in a prompt fashion. So I've seen the second edit already of tall boy. Now, just to remind you, I filmed tall boy, April 1st. So when I say that the quality will be upwards of 90 to 94% as good as half blackface, but delivered in one ninth the time. That's I'm willing to trade that. I'm willing to trade the five to eight percent from professional grade to highly skilled amateur grade. If I can get it within, you know, before I die. If I can get the special before I die, I'm willing to sacrifice that that little bit. So the cover of Tall Boy is on the Patreon page. I, I know most of you don't care, but I'm trying. Yeah, if you know anything about me, if you enjoy this podcast, you know that if you're on the fence about joining the Patreon, you shouldn't be. If you're a hard no, that's great. Good for you. I appreciate your your honesty. But if you're on the fence, there shouldn't be a fence for this because I'm delivering good stuff, sneak peeks. Um, for the live uh, viewers, I delivered them actually like a five-minute uh, clip from uh, just during the live uh, birthday show, which uh, 12 people showed up for. So, um, you know. Uh, 11% of my uh, people showed. Anyway, bitter. The bitterness is creeping in. I don't know. I I haven't eaten. um, I did have green tea today, but I also have had a brownie, three Entenmann's rich frosted donuts, and a pack of Cadbury mini eggs. So I'm pretty much in the equivalent of a bender, like what a diabetic would call a bender. Wait a second. That was a joke that I forgot yesterday that I meant to write down. It had something to do with losing a foot to diabetes darn it okay well at least at least we're on the trail now that missing joke uh but uh, you know so the patreon um for new for people who've who subscribed in the last like month or two you, you should you should definitely scroll back in time and i may repost some of the videos that i was doing in the first like six months uh just so you don't have to scroll but if you're if you're inclined to you know, the Mitch McConnell series, the um, the Mike Pence series, the Andrew Cuomo podcast uh, video, all the sort of exclusive stuff I did when I had time and money to sort of make a little more stuff. And I'm hoping to get back to that now, now that my stand-up career is over. Um, 
hoping to get back to that. And I had dinner, uh, not dinner, but drinks with a friend. Um, and uh, he then sent me a text message, and he knows who it is. He's listening, possibly. Maybe, maybe. He might listen to this like two weeks late. But he sent me this long list of text messages, which was like telling me, you know, I think I think you should, I, I, as good as you are, stand-up isn't the path. I think you should focus on writing. I think, you know, it may be tough too, but you can make it. And kind of peppered with like the don't get mad at me, but you know, you know this is true, and, and I've been thinking about this, and bop, bop, bop. And I was like, yeah, that's what I said two weeks ago on the Righteous Brick podcast. And then we discussed it over drinks. So yes, I agree with you. Why would I be mad? The only time I'm not mad is when somebody's agreeing with me 100%. So yes, uh, to, to that friend who's right now laughing and saying, oh, fuck you at the same time. So um, right now, if you go to the website, jlcovan.com, um, you'll see, and if you can hear that in the background, that's not me slowly jerking off. That's Cookie uh, drinking water. Um, I uh, I have no gigs on the calendar, as you can see. Um, I don't know if I ever will again, and I don't say that uh, sadly. I mean, I am a little. It is sad, but I don't say that like feel bad for me. But it's. Um, you know, we're a month away from the 20th anniversary of my first open mic, June 2nd, 2003, Tacoma Station Tavern, a jazz club of all places. A jazz fan walks into a jazz bar and ruins his life for the next two decades. Stop me if you've heard this one before. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't have the connections. I've, I don't know. I always just, I, I don't. You know, people don't return my emails. I see people getting gigs at venues that I don't even know how to get in touch with and, and have tried in the past and don't. And it's, 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 uh, you know, it's just, I, I just have to do the sort of mental work to get over it, to not feel like a, a failure or, a, or, or ang like angry. You know, I don't want this. I've, I've often in the past compared my comedy career to Robert De Niro at the end of Heat. Um, for those of you who've seen the movie, basically Robert De Niro is a bank robber and he's about to get away with it. As Al Pacino says so eloquently towards the end of the movie, Bon voyage, motherfucker. You were good. And De Niro uh, gets information from John Voight, he of the spiritual Donald Trump psycho videos. Um, and he says, I just thought you should know. Cookie, can you stop doing your Elaine dance? When Cookie gets excited, she dances just like Elaine from Seinfeld. Um, Cookie, seriously? Thank you. Cookie. Thank you, girl. Okay, hello, baby girl. Hello, good girl. So, um, what was I talking about before I was so rudely interrupted by Cookie's dancing? Heat. Um, so De Niro's about to get away with it, and John Voight calls him up and says, I got a location on Wayne Grow. I just thought you should know. Now, in that case, uh, John Voight is a real piece of shit, because maybe he didn't need to know. But De Niro, Neil in the movie, being Neil, he's with his lovely lady. They're about to go to some non-extradition island and spend his money and uh, make love under the stars. And then he just takes that exit, that last exit before the uh, airport, because he knows where the guy who fucked him over that whole time and got members of his crew, you know, killed. So he goes, he puts a few bullets in Wayne Grow, but then 
that was just enough for Al Pacino to go catch him at the airport and gun him down. Um, great movie. I've seen it probably 15 times, and every single time I've seen it, it gets better. I actually didn't think it was that great the first time I saw it, and every single time it's gotten better. My, my point is comedy has always been my Wayne Grow, that I have this mission like, well, I've got to get it because I'm good and I've worked hard and I'm not going to let them win, whoever them is. But in Heat, his pursuit of Wayne Grow, as justified as it might have been in the, in the sort of criminal code, gets him killed. And with comedy, I just sort of, uh, you know, it just, this last year and a half has felt so deeply unjust. But uh, that, that obviously doesn't matter. Because, you know, I don't know if God, you know, I hope God is real, but I know that he does not exist in comedy. Um, and I'm, I'm, that's just rhetorical flair, Lord, in case you are listening to this podcast, in case you are one of the chosen 838 people. But um, I still have these two specials, and I'm very happy with Tallboy, the way it's progressing. Um... Overall, I found myself enjoying it on a, like a third watch yesterday, but I won't lie. Half blackface is just, if, you know, um, I don't want to me- I don't want to set people's expectations up to how to judge them. Obviously, I want people to just watch them both and enjoy them both. And I think fans of mine and broader comedy fans everywhere who won't see it, but if they did see them, they'd enjoy them. But I think. It's hard for me not to have half blackface as the better of the two. I've watched it so many times and I'm still not sick of it, which is amazing because I should hate that special and everything about it by now, just just through sheer volume of watching it, but also the experience around it. But, um, you know, I have no idea what's going on with it. This is the week I check in. Um, I was supposed to hear something um, four and a half weeks ago. Um, and once again, this is just my general, one of my general complaints about comedy is just like, where's the professionalism? Like, why doesn't even that exist in this business? You know, and I've always said, when you approach it like a business, they always say, well, you know, it's about building relationships. And when you build those relationships, they go, well, you know, this is a business, though. It's show business, not show friends. And there's always that convenient um, that kind of convenient exit ramp for anybody in this business. But I, I never, I've never really gotten used to the lack of general, just general lack of professionalism and professional courtesy in this business. Um, but you know, at some point you just have to accept that it doesn't exist. Um, but on this, it's, it's obviously deeply personal. Um, because this has, there hasn't been a phase of half blackface that hasn't been the worst case scenario every step of the way, except for my performance, which is why it makes it so much more frustrating as you guys are well aware. So the good news I can say for my fans is that tall boy will be, will be out there, um, in, uh, I'm guessing June, uh, hopefully I'll get a pre-order sometime in May for, for the album. Um, and then uh, my plan for releasing Tallboy um, is probably to put it up on my Patreon. Uh, so 
because really the reason for me putting on the Patreon is I want to see how little my fans actually care about my work. So if it's like, oh no, I'll buy this for $10, JL, but I will not join a Patreon for 7 to see this special. Um, but that's probably how I'll put it up at least for, for at least a month uh, or, or so or maybe longer. Because maybe I put it up on the Patreon for a couple of months and then half blackface comes out and I let people absorb that. And then if people want to see Tallboy, then eventually, obviously, I'll make it sort of public on YouTube. But, um, you know, I would hope, I would hope, but is it Shawshank? Hope is a dangerous thing. I think that's... My comedy career is basically Shawshank if 90% of it were getting raped by the mothers or the queens and then 10% of it was on a rooftop drinking a beer. <laughs> um, and then it's just me old in Mexico and then it ends with me old in Mexico. Um, there, the Co the Covan redemption. Um, but the, uh, you know, so that's the plan for anybody who gives a shit who listens to this, who isn't on the Patreon, um, that's that's if you if you want to see tall boy that's that's going to be the place to go um at least for the foreseeable future eventually i mean if you're willing to wait and make it that clear that you don't want to throw me a couple of bucks that's your right as an american or not as an american you might be a foreign national who listens to this show i'm very big in australia but um yeah of course australia like the one place i'll never go maybe i will one day but the one place that i'm like I hate flying, I hate long flights, and I hated the show Lost. What makes you think I want to go to Australia? But um, that's your update. So Tallboy, I think it seems very safe to assume, is going to be my first special. And, and that will make Half Blackface, oddly enough, like, a pr will it be the first prequel special? Because it's referenced in Tallboy. I have a bit. I have like a five-minute bit called Deal with the Lord, which is all about half blackface. So has anybody ever done – I mean maybe is that the way my, my future publicist – if she's not dead, of course, because the last time I spoke with this publicist, it was November 2021. And I was like, I – oh my god, is that sad. Oh my – I just told her on November 7th, 2021, I have the email in my scent. Just want to let you know. I got an incredible, I just finished taping the special and it really is my best work and I'm going to be on Billion soon. So um, you just tell me the next steps in terms of connecting uh, with you and, and getting like, you know, a sort of campaign together. She was like, that's great to hear. As soon as you have the finished product, uh, get it to me. I will connect you with the right person and uh, hopefully we can, we can get this going. I was like, great. Well, that was 18 months ago, people. <laughs> there's there I don't know there's a, there's always a chance that given omicron and just life in general um I don't know what's the what's the chance any actuarials out there who can give me like there is actually a 1.9% chance that person is now deceased um and wouldn't that be interesting if that had happened of course I don't wish that to happen that kind of tragedy but um I hate to put it out there, but but you guys are listening. Don't you think that the, knowing the journey that this special is apparently still on, aren't you thinking the same thing as me? Like, I think the P, I think the publicist is dead without knowing 
anything. Schroding, what is it? Schrodinger's publicist? <laughs> There's your fucking title for all you nerds. Um, yeah, the, the publicist could be dead and alive simultaneously. But if you have to pick one before you open up that publicist door, she's dead and buried. And I hope, I hope to God that's not true, but in the abstract if you're following my career in the half blackface saga yeah she's she's rest in, rest in power publicist <laughs> um but um yeah good blog up i'm i'm back into the blogging uh kind of i've been doing i think i've posted like one one a week for the last like 4 weeks they i think they've all been really really fun uh strong uh, in, uh, pieces. So, you know, if you need something to read, go check out the blog. A lot of funny stuff there. Um, and that's it. I have no gigs to promote. I have making podcasts great again. If you want to listen to that, um, I, I don't, but, uh, <laughs> um, I'm still shackled, uh, to that. Um, and I was talking to comics last night and they understood, like it's, it, that's the one, not the one thing, of course, but one of the, one of the good things about talking to comics is, that more than anything actually gets me out of my rut because you realize even though the special is a particularly heinous fucking debacle, you realize that a lot of your struggles are common, you know, like you can, you know, talking to you guys, I can just sort of bury myself in, can you believe all this is happening to me? But if I told a comic that, eh, comics still marvel at some of the bad luck I've had with my career, but, but at the same time, half of the shit they can be like oh that happened to me too or that's and, and it actually it helps in a weird way to to know that like okay maybe i'm not being personally singled out by the universe for torture but then you realize it's day 554 and you're like but maybe i am <laughs> um so no gigs to promote um i got the other podcast i got the patreon you know cameos for mother's day uh at a, at a great uh, april for for cameo orders that was cool um everybody's very happy i'm approaching 755 star reviews and i just hit 1900 career cameos so i definitely am one of the top i'm definitely like a first ballot hall of fame non-famous guy cameo person um i'm i'm i'd i'd argue that i'm i'm the goat okay i'm going there the cameo goat. Um, and I think everyone who's received the cameo from me would agree. Except for the one guy I once turned down. I've turned down exactly one cameo. I asked him to delete his request. Because he wrote me a very, very long speech for Trump to read. And I said, and pardon me if I've already told you this story, but I said, Sir, nah. First of all, when this video goes out, it's me, not you. And if I'm saying unfunny things that a fucking hack wannabe is saying, like, I, this doesn't sound like Trump. This sounds like an unfunny person writing a Trump dialogue. So I said, I can't do it. I didn't even offer. I just said, um, my offer is this, nothing. Uh, I said, I can't do it. I'm sorry. That was the one time I refused uh, to do a cameo because that's the thing. I've done cameos for MAGA people, you know, almost always from relatives who hate Trump. So I feel like ethically, I'm like, okay, they're just doing this for, for love and I can, I can be subversive and get some of my, but do I, do I 
when somebody's paying me for a service by being on the site, I'm kind of acknowledging like, hey, you 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 can purchase if you pay the money, I will do it unless you're you know asking obviously for some sort of hate speech. At which point, I just tack on a surcharge. But the um, you know, if somebody's relative, it's not for me to say you can't, you shouldn't be dead, but but they they get it, you know, because they're like, well, we hate Trump, so we want to have Trump send this person a message. So do I take it? Do I do I go eight out of ten instead of ten out of ten in terms of vitriol? Yes, because. You know, your artistic ego is like, well, I still want the, I still want people who are perching this to be be pleased. And if I'm like, you're a, you know, if I'm calling their uncle a fucking idiot as Trump, yeah, they, they might not like that. And so, but Mother's Day cameos should be good business. Um, and uh, really nothing else to share. I'm eating horribly. I'm eight episodes into beef with Ali Wong and Stephen Yun, Yun, Yun. I believe it's Stephen Yun. Glenn. Um, uh, it's good. It's, uh, it's, it's solid. Um, but uh, I hate Ted Lasso. And I don't, this season of Ted Lasso, and, and I feel like once again, once again, JL, there is no reward for being ahead of the curve. But Ted Lasso was a amusing, well-made, slightly annoying show. For the first two seasons. This third season, you gave it two fucking comedy awards it didn't deserve. And now it's out here with with big long episode energy. <laughs> where it's like big episode energy. Where it's like, oh, we're a comedy? Fuck you. Hour and five minute episode. Double the Ted Lasso. And it's like, it's it's not good. This season, like I keep looking, I go... The first two seasons, I was a little annoyed, mainly because I was annoyed with Ted Lasso, the character. But I was like, "This is amusing enough." There's, there's a, there's a, a, a smorgasbord of, of of things to to enjoy. You've got some attractive women. You've got some good jokes. You've got that just crisp Apple camera quality. We're just like, okay, it's like they, they definitely invested in this and it's nice. It's a, it's a nice show. I don't I don't feel like it's a total waste of time. I just think people are way overboard overhyping it. But this third season, mm-mm, no. There can't be any compromise of like, well, if you let, no. This shit is garbage. It's like not good. The only stuff I thought was good so far was um, the, the owner, Hannah, Hannah's character, with her like boat platonic hook like one night stand that I found entertaining um and then entertaining and like a, oh this was like well done and, and like interesting and like we'd I'd like to see them together um and then the guy who pay, played uh, Zolta or Zalan or whatever the guy who was basically playing Zalatan that like it was so fucking obvious and I'm I'm not even like a soccer person but I was like well that's that's the dude who came over from Europe Z- Zalatan Ibrimovic or whatever his name is that guy was like kind of funny but then I think they fucking like fucked up that arc he just retired like it was like what what a cop out did you do you have any idea what you're doing with this season so there's 3 episodes left and God help us all if this wins a third best comedy. Because this ain't good. This is a not good season. And I think 
there will be some Ted, Ted Lasso apologists who will go, no, I actually think it's like, no, you're wrong. You're objectively wrong. This is a weak ass season. So bye bye. Good riddance, Ted, with your stash and your, your, your puns. Um, I'm excited this week. Uh, an actually great comedy comes back. The other two, um, on HBO Max. I highly recommend that show. I, I love it. Um, two seasons in the books and it has been, ex it's extremely strong. Um, but other than that, so we're going to finish beef tonight. We're going to watch succession. And then I think we got to get into, you're going to kill me for saying this, uh, the queen's gambit. We still haven't watched once again. Sorry. I was busy saving the world with my comedy in the summer of 2020. Didn't have a lot of time for as much content as the rest of you people who were just absorbing my greatness instead of having to endure and make it. Um, but it's either that or Swarm. I like Swarm because Swarm is like seven 35-minute episodes, and that's like that's my pace right now. Um, I, I feel like investing in hour-long shows. That's why I'm so disappointed every time I turn on Ted Lasso. It's like one hour and three minutes. It's like, who the fuck do you think you are, Ted Lasso? Um, Doop-a-doop. <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, I, like I could envision, I, I want to do a mashup between Yellowstone, not Yellowstone, fuck that, 1883 with Sam Elliott and Ted Lasso, just see them, you know, and, Ted, if you don't stop making puns, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Well, the only kind of kills I like are on volleyball courts and in comedy clubs, whoop a doop de doo That's it, what did I say to you? I said any more puns and I would cut you down. Well, the only thing I like to see cut down is the grass on my lawn and the, and the hair under my nostrils. Hate those things. I warned him that he would die if he made another pun. Fast forward to the end of the episode. Sam Elliott crying. I wish I hadn't killed Ted Lasso. Blows his brains out. Spoiler for 1883. Anyway, guys. Um... I think that's it. Oh, Beavis and Butthead is back. God, I love that fucking show on Paramount+. Plus. The new episodes. Last season was so good. And the episode, like the, the third episode, which was this past week's episode. Oh, God, it's so good. It's so fucking good still. I love Beavis and Butthead. And, and, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm laughing. I'm not the hardest. I'm not the toughest laugh in the room, despite being jaded and cynical i when something's fun i'm not like like stingy with my laughs ted lasso i th i don't know if i've laughed this season beavis and butthead hilarious the other two i guarantee you uh you'll you almost all of you will love it um and i don't know i think that's it i'm, I'm halfway through poverty by america by matthew desmond um, after that will be the second book in a new Don Winslow trilogy called City of Dreams. They just cast Austin Butler as the main character for the adaptation of the first part. They're very accessible. Don Winslow, he's very kind of annoying on Twitter, to be honest. He's like, he was one of those guys, like kind of like a Lincoln Project. He didn't work with the Lincoln Project, but that kind of stuff where it's like you make very slick anti-Republican stuff and you're like, please retweet and share this important message. It's like, 
With who? All the people who follow me who also hate Trump or Bobert or whoever? I just never get that stuff. I really think it's just about building up your sort of social media brand and being able to call yourself kind of a provocateur or activist. I don't know. But he's written some good books. They're, they're very like ready-made for like TV and movies. So, but, you know, if you like sort of your standard kind of crime books, they're not bad. And then this is just a preview, I guess, for also the Patreon book reviews. So it goes... Um, Poverty will be this month, and I'm just reading City of Dreams for the hell of it. And then the next book will be a large biography by a friend of my brother's, who's now a professor, actually, at Georgetown Law. He wrote a very uh, acclaimed book about Kurt Flood, basically the guy who helped bring free agency to Major League Baseball called Well-Paid Slave. It was. It was a very critically acclaimed uh, book, in, in case that sort of interests you. Um, but he wrote, I guess this was his second book, but it's about Felix Frankfurter the Supreme Court Justice. Uh, I'll read you just a Felix Frankfurter, uh, the Supreme Court and the Making of the Liberal Establishment, Democratic Justice. That's what it's called. But it's very, very big. So I will start that in mid-May for, for June's book review on my Patreon because, um, you know, June is when the Supreme Court announces all their big decisions. So I thought, look at me, you know, just keeping abreast of the world and, and, and molding my book review choices to the world around us. Um, and then after that will be my sister-in-law's book, which I'll put, a, I'll put a link in the notes to this podcast, but the Patreon people already know, or if you saw it on Twitter. But my sister-in-law, very accomplished journalist and now a journalism professor at NYU, her second book is basically based off of research um, – that she had done for a New York Times article about how Georgetown had sold slaves to help keep the university afloat. Uh, obviously, many years ago, I think it was in like the 1980s. But no kidding. Um, so that article got a lot of attention. It was a front page article. Um, and I had actually connected her with a professor of mine from college who wrote one of my reference letters for law school, uh, Professor Craig Wilder, um, now currently at M MIT, who had uh, written a book called Ebony and Ivy, uh, which was about the connection of, of slavery in the Ivy League uh, colleges. So um, my sister-in-law's book uh, is uh, basically about uh, the Catholic Church's connections to slavery in this country. Um, I expect it to be a sort of, we hope it's a commercial hit, but I think it's going to be a critical success um, and sort of a, you know, something that maybe gets mentioned for some some awards, hopefully. But I think it's that type of book. So I'll put a link to my Patreon in the show notes, which you can obviously continue to ignore, despite the fact that I'm telling you within a month, um, my my second slash first special. It's almost like Tallboy is like, it's like in Chinatown when she's like, he's my what is, he's my she's my sister and my daughter, my sister, my daughter, because it's about incest. Spoiler: We're spoiling all the classics today. Um, that's what I feel like Tallboy is. It's my first special. It's also my second. It's also my first. It's also my second. And Jack Nicholson's just smacking me, and then he finally realizes, oh my God, Helium Records and the promoter and the agent, they fucked Half Blackface, which made Tallboy in a, pro a product of incest. Disgusting. <laughs> um, but... Uh, you can ignore the Patreon, but I'll also put a link to my sister-in-law's book page um, because obviously pre-orders help. It comes out June 13th, just a few days before Juneteenth. Um, but I'm telling you, like, you don't have to take my word for it, but she's she's a big deal. And uh, this book, I think, is going to be, you know, I'm giving you the 
the inside scoop, just like on Patreon when I was the first, I reviewed Thanksgiving play on Broadway like two weeks before the New York Times did. And uh, they made it a critic's pick. And I, using my more powerful comedy sensibilities, did not make it a critic's pick. I just said it was good. But I think the theater types are going to think it's the funniest thing ever. And it was just uh, all right. But, you know, so once again, Patreon link, ignore or not. And then uh, Rachel's uh, book page for the 272. Uh, so please, um, I'm giving you a good heads up here. But obviously, I and my, my brother's family would, uh, would greatly appreciate uh, pre-orders uh, of that. But I think, you know, you can wait. You can wait, but I'm, I'm trying to give you the inside scoop. I'm giving you like a literary stock tip, but except it's legal. Um, so I've already pre-ordered mine, uh, and uh, I know some Patreon people pre-ordered theirs, so I thank, I thank them. Uh, and uh, you can join the party too, guys. And um, that's enough book talk, isn't it? God, what a nerd. Um, but I realize I really, like... I think it makes me sound just as like stupid. I was talking to my friends Pat and Jim during Game One of the Rangers. We went out to, for for to, for our like sort of seasonal meetup, and uh, Pat has two kids, and I hate everything, so we don't get together as as often as we did obviously when we were younger. But uh, I realized how many times, and I, I I was referencing books, you know, and I think that's a good thing. But I don't know if it makes me seem pretentious because I just realized. Well, all I do is write comedy, read books, and get fat. So it's like, if I talk about comedy, I turn miserable. If I talk about being fat, it's gross. So it's like books, like, and movies, I guess. But I was talking a lot, of, I was, I was talking a lot about books. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have been churning out a lot of books. But it's, uh, you know... It'll keep my mind young, right? Because as my body falls apart, if I'm lucky enough to live past whatever my body size says on an actuarial chart, if I'm lucky to live till I'm a, a gimpy, crooked, 83-year-old comedian waiting for half blackface to come out, you want your mind sharp so you can experience all the aches, pains, and heartbreaks and misery of old age. So I look forward to that because I think I got to get back to work on my core ASAP because this shoulder thing has sapped just my spirit and my strength. But I got to start doing core work again because I don't want to be stooped over. I did one time see Bill Russell in the street when I was, it was just very jarring to see like a 6'8", 79-year-old. It was just kind of a, at the time, or he might have been older, he might have been like 82. But it was on Fifth Avenue and it was just crazy because you're like, that guy... You don't see old people that big. And R.I.P. Bill Russell. And it's the same way I felt in D.C. one time in law school. I walked by, like, I'm 6'7", as we all know. Uh, and a woman, she had to have been at least 6'2", and she was in heels. And she was, like, beautiful. But I couldn't appreciate the beauty. It was just a walk by on the street because I was like, that's not normal. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, I first have to adjust to seeing this, and then I can get into how beautiful you are. But it was like, when I'm looking a woman in the eye, basically, it's weird. Um, not during all activities, obviously, but, you know, on the street, it's like, 
whoa, hey, what? Um, and also, uh, the blog also features a very detailed description of me seeing a man that I would say, um, in my opinion, in my um, apparently weakened heterosexual opinion, uh, might have been the most sort of handsome, striking man I've ever seen. Not in like, like it was, it, just read the blog. It was just this tall Asian dude in Koreatown, and I just sort of looked at him for like longer than appropriate because I was like, read the blog. There, that's a good tease, right? It's right on the website. It's right on my website, folks. It's 1,300 words. It'll take you 10 minutes of, of laughter and thought. Um, but I think, is that it? Now I can go do laundry and start reviewing a script I wrote. And um, I don't know. But uh, yeah, everybody, the, the, journey is, the journey is almost done, you know? Tall boy, I don't even think I should reference half blackface until it's ready to come out. So tall boy, guys, you're gonna get to see tall boy soon. Uh, the cover, the cover art is already on the Patreon. Um, anything else? No, I'll just obviously let you know when the, when when it's gonna be ready and when the pre-order is ready for you know iTunes and whatnot. But because uh, we'll want to go number one with that, obviously. And and I think if I can rally my people around anything. Wouldn't it be funny to see me have an album go number one or a special go number one while the half blackface people are still twiddling their thumbs? I don't know. If you if you share any of my spite, if we can have a collective spite as part of this podcast, um, that would be my rock band. There's Collective Soul and we're going on tour with Collective Spite. Um, that would be a great way to show you your solidarity with me to say, yes, I can watch it for free and I will, and I will share it and I will give it a thumbs up on YouTube, but let's get that. Let's get Tallboy to number one on all the platforms and then JL can tag all the appropriate parties and say, Hey guys, just want to let you know, how, is this, does this help? Does this help motivate you? Anyway, guys, too much bitterness. Um, let's stop that. The sugar rush is wearing off, so I should end this podcast before the sugar high crashes, and God help us all how miserable I'll be then. But um, I'm trying to think if I have anything else. Uh, um, no, nothing else, guys. I appreciate you listening as always. If you haven't, please give it five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um... I'm just trying to think. Yeah, there's always like one thing where I'm like, oh, I should have told them that. Um, oh, no, one thing from the show, uh, a big fan. Recent, I mean, he's been a fan of my videos, but, but a recent big fan. But he showed up to the Red Bank uh, Festival last night. Much appreciated. But I did find it funny that he said to me, it's 2023, and he said, man, during the resistance, you and Sarah Cooper, man. And I just said, yeah, damn right. And inside, I chuckled maniacally. So, um, just promise me, guys, when my obituary comes out, whenever that is, in May of 2023, in December of 2073, whenever, just don't, don't, don't let me be linked to that. Just don't let me be linked to, to lip sync. It would be such a such a stain 
on my on my legacy of my 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 legacy of almost nothing but not quite nothing so in the words of frank drebin from the naked gun my life may not amount to a small hill of beans but this is our hill and these are our beans thank you guys have a great week stay safe um join my patreon pre-order my sister-in-law's book and uh, i will talk to you uh, next week enjoy may it's gonna be may see you next tuesday